You're listening to Father Lead. I wasn't necessarily thinking about the podcast. When I was <laughs> Here's Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. And welcome back. Brand new episode of Father Lead. Season 2, episode 2. January 13th. Beautiful Monday. We're back. We are. Um, and I'm excited. Uh, this has been, I feel like this has been such a great start to the season yeah so so the podcast yeah so the podcast has got off to a tremendous start in 2020 so far and you know today's episode is gonna go right along with our monumental start it's gonna rank right up there this is a i'm I'm so excited for this episode yeah we'll kind of tease who we have on the show in a little bit but before we get into everything today i want to make sure you guys are following our social media so to avoid me repeating this many times, I'm going to say it once. So Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, you can find us at For The Lead on each of those. If you like, feel like emailing us, if you like calling me out, tell, call me every name in the book, you can email us, lead at gmail.com. I've now landed a full-time job uh, working for this podcast. You so have. I will be, Today was your first day on the job. Yeah, I will be and answering. it was a phenomenal first day. I'll be responding to all of you guys' emails. So don't don't be afraid to tweet me, DM me on Insta, or DM the page on Instagram. You have your own and, office uh, now. And email. Yeah, I got got my own little office down in the studio, which uh, we'll, we'll get into. But, uh, man, what an awesome show we have ahead of us. We just said it. But uh, I'm, I'm genuinely excited for this, this episode. And, and really, you know, all our talking points in this episode are – pretty exciting they are they are uh we got a lot of nuggets to talk about uh big guests to talk about right and uh you know we've had we've had a, a great a great week uh from last podcast leading up to this podcast and i mean we're counting down the days not only i mean everybody's counting down the day everybody's ready for racing to start right so we're 34 days away from the daytona 500 i'm ready i'm, I'm getting more ready around this time of year is when i kind of start to circle back heavy into things and start watching races from last year we've and got just, um what do we have on the tv north wilkesboro yeah we got the 95 holly farms 400 yeah, going north on right now running uh, on the tv man. so so I mean, we're definitely in the mode and we are i it's like a month from tomorrow we leave yeah well that's crazy so and it'll be here before you know it too it will uh it will the weeks so. fly by and i i cannot wait because i think this this trip's gonna be uh you know bigger and better than last yeah, year yeah this sure. is i've Gone ahead and titled this trip Redemption. 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 For, not for me. For me. For Redemption you. trip for me. So to to sum it all up, for those of you who are new listening to our episode, we appreciate you listening. Um, when we left for Speed Weeks last year on Friday, um, Timothy left his wallet in Zaxby's. Some Man, random in Zaxby's. Georgia, some ra- random Zaxby's in Georgia. And, and you know the weird thing about that is we didn't even know where it was. I had to guess on the map which zaxby's it was and called the and, and it was that zaxby's and i called it i mean i didn't no idea where we were at so we had to drive back two hours from that when we were 50 miles away from our hotel <laughs> we got there on friday uh we ate at joe's crab shack which i was raving about all week oh yeah um you actually paid for my meal at yeah went went go-kart racing afterwards got back to the hotel woke up at five in the morning proceeded to puke all day on saturday i think you walked um, out of the bathroom and i said are you kidding me yeah it was yeah, I was asking myself that as well. So puking in the bed all day on on Saturday before the 500. Um, Most pitiful person I've yeah. ever seen. Needed an IV. Wanted to go to the emergency room. I just wanted an IV, <laughs> just so I can make it through Sunday. <laughs> so I woke up Sunday and I, I was feeling pretty decent and um, had a great time. It was a great race. I was you know trying to manifest a Kyle victory in the Daytona 500. Oh Finished second, but this year. 
we're going back for vengeance, okay? I'm going back there for a good time, all the speed weeks, okay? I'm not not just one day, and I'm there to watch Kyle win the 2020 Daytona 500. Oh, you've predicted he's going to win it. Yeah. Um, I've predicted Ryan Blaney's going to win it. Fingers crossed Chase Elliott You were very high on Blaney all of a sudden. Well, no, I'm not. I've just got to make a prediction. I mean, it's it's easy to predict your driver is going to win everything. Um, I didn't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, but it's not time. just a prediction. It's a feeling. Okay, good. I, and again, you always seem to get confused like, I'm going to be mad if Kyle Busch wins. I'm not. I'm going to be happy for you. And, and, you but know, you never pick him. You never pick my you guy. You always pick him first. I don't. I'm not allowed to pick the same. Yeah, yeah, person. but you, but even going into a race, you're never like, ah, I think Kyle's gonna win this. You never like that. I'll I'll try to do better this year. Can I expect you to pick Kyle Busch to win a race this year? <laughs> and actually stand by that? Yes. All right. He's gonna win Bristol. All right. Well, like I said, we're 34 days away from the Daytona 500. Man, I'm so pumped for that. But we got racing this weekend. Is it? Um, is it? Um, I'm looking on the notes here. So it's Saturday. Yeah, the Chili Bowl Championship Saturday. This Saturday, January 18th, and uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, good luck to our friends Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell competing in that. That's gonna be Christopher Bell going for four in a row. Now that's gonna be great to watch. Him and well, Kyle had a battle last year. Let's just hope they get through it without flipping. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well, and, and Christopher Bell has a habit of uh, what you mentioned. You reminded me. Did, was that last year that he won and then yeah, flipped the was, thing in the he, burnout? Yeah, he was doing the burnout. Imagine the thing. you win the race and then you flip it doing the burnout and get hurt. That that would suck. But well, I think your adrenaline would be pumping so much from just you know winning Damn. the winning the whole thing that you'd be all right. Be fine. But uh, that's kind of a badass way to. To go about things, to flip it when you when you win the race. That ranks up there with Chase's burnout at the Roval. Right. So I I don't know. Are we gonna watch that? I don't know. I've never watched the Chili Bowl before. Yeah. It's kind of like it's not my type of racing. I'm not a big dirt racing fan. Um, kind of the part of the country uh, that if we, we have come... an opportunity to watch it, and it's on TV. Then hell yeah. Well, I don't think it's on TV. I think you well, have if to... it's online or wherever. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I knew you can get it from there, but I mean, I'm, I wouldn't watch it if Larson and um. Bell weren't in it. Larson, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I probably wouldn't watch it. I think Tony Stewart's in it, too, maybe. Oh, is he? Maybe. So, yeah, I mean, if there's an opportunity to watch it, then absolutely. Right. But, um, so, yeah, maybe. I don't know. The part of the country we come from, it's very late model type heavy. Right. And uh, that's kind of the racing I've always grown up and gravitated towards. I think, you know, dirt racing is kind of like Midwest. Um, you know, for those of you who love dirt racing, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I got all day to answer your emails. Come on now, help me out. But um, so we kind of said earlier that we have a, a really cool guys coming on the show. And uh, before we, you know, kind of announce who that is, I kind of want to give a little teaser as to, uh, as to who it may be. So, uh, Ward, you have your script there? Yeah, I sure do, buddy. All right. Okay. All right, let's go. Are we ready, Jack? Are we rolling? Okay, here we go. Hey, Billy, you know about Caterpillar, right? Sure, the Cat NASCAR team won the Daytona 500. I'd love to drive that car to work one day. How about if you leave the driving up to me? Hey, it's Ward Burton, Daytona 500 winner. What brings you out of the Cat race car? Well, the folks at Carolina Tractor want me to tell you, tell everybody that they're giving away a brand new Cat Skier loader. What's the scoop on how I can win one, Ward? Just go to the website, www.catskierloader.com. <laughs> 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 And go see that <laughs> guy over there. <laughs> since, we're a fa- since we're a family-friendly show, we're, we're going to stop it there. But uh, if you didn't pick it up from there, <laughs> Ward Burton is going to join us, uh, join the Fellow Lead gang today for, 
Oh, and I'm super excited. Yeah, I know you're excited. You know, uh, the backstory about this is when I was in high school, I had a television show when we were um, when I was a senior and it was called Keep Talking. And it was, uh, you know, we, we interviewed local people around Franklin County, but we also got access to go to Martinsville and we set up this interview. Actually, my mom was a huge help in setting the interview up with Ward Burton. So we went, stood on top of his Caterpillar trailer in the infield, and I did an interview with Ward for close to an hour Damn. on 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 air um, about about racing. And I hadn't seen him in about eighteen years. Ran into him at Martinsville last year in the fall. Connected with him. And, we cut uh, the corner. I said, "Hey, there's Ward Burton." Right, and. Uh, <laughs> connected with him he still remembered me uh, and of course i'm never going to forget that moment and uh you know um neither you know, is ward apparently. neither is ward <laughs> and uh got through the holidays and then got this set up for him to call in on on the on the podcast so i'm i'm super excited yeah it was, it's like the third burton that we're gonna have on this podcast yeah we're we're working on getting all the birds this is i mean harrison's <laughs> in the open yeah harrison is now in our open shout out to harrison uh, shameless plug and we but, talked to jeb back in south boston yeah back um, in south boston so, so yeah yeah, so good stuff coming up with uh, with his interview. Certainly looking forward to that. But uh, with the new year brings some new challenges. So, uh, you, you know, like we touched on last week, we're taking kind of a backseat to NASCAR heat a little bit, waiting for the season to start. Yeah, waiting for the new paint schemes to come out, and the, new, yeah. the new drivers and the new cars. Right, so we're kind of taking a backseat to that. But we've started a Wreckfest tournament, and Wreckfest is not a two-player game. Right. So it's kind of like, a, okay, you race. We'll switch remotes. And it's it's short races. It's like, you know, less than five-minute races. Yeah, it's so like it's, it's four to six to laps. Um, so we've started Wreckfest tournament. We have already gone through one tournament in like two days. One, yep, exactly. And, and uh, there's like, I don't know, like 19, 20 races in that? In that? Something, something like that. Something like You made the schedule pretty long, but uh, who, took, who took home the first crown? Uh, um, you did. Yep. You wrapped it up before the season ended. Like nine races before the season ended. Not that many races. It was like it was not. It was five. It was like a two hundred and five. it yeah. was like two hundred and insurmountable point lead. Three hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the three hundred and something. Yeah. Three hundred sixty three point lead. Um, yeah. It started out. I got screwed starting out because I I didn't really pay attention to the schedule. So I started with all these junk races. I mean, where you just <laughs> got to avoid getting hit head on. And, you know, I got hit. I got DNFs. And as DNF, yeah. you get zero points. You win, you get 75 points. But if you finish 10th or below, you get no points. So, yeah. it, I mean, that's just like a DNF. So that really, really hurt me. But we are about to start season two. I've got your number now. <laughs> I've, I've got a plan. This sounds like the and exact same shit you tried to preach for me for NASCAR I've got Heat. a plan. I mean, I am running a career on Wreckfest on, on <laughs> my own. And I'm beat winning. Me. So, and you still couldn't um, beat me. I am... I have got a plan, okay? So I'm I'm gonna be focused. Remember that race we ran? What was it last night? I was going, I was gonna win that race, and then I just decided to steer left yeah, and, and crash the second place doing. car and take myself completely. That was a Kyle Busch, Ron Hornaday type incident. That was in, what ended the season early really, because of that yeah. moment right there. It was just stupid. You're in position. That was a Kyle Busch, Ron Hornaday. Is that what you just said? Yeah, Kyle Busch, Ron Hornaday <laughs> type incident. Right there. It's completely. Like, I don't know why unnecessary. I just did that. So uh, I know you guys can't see it right now in the studio, but I am putting the crown on yep. my head. Um, so uh, first title goes to you. Yep, I'll take that. So what do, what do I have, like eight 
Heat titles total between you Heat three and Heat four. Not quite sure it's that many. I've and, got like uh, three or four. You've got like direct fest. You've four. never won a Heat. You've never won a Heat championship, and that's not going to change this year. What? Also, another thing that's not going to change this year. Timothy can't beat me on the restrictor plate tracks. Well, and we're just going to start the season over because it's been so long since we ran Daytona. So we're going to just start at Daytona. Timothy's again like when the package comes out. Timothy's like oh because and, you race so rudely that you hog the bottom line, <laughs> and then you get mad at me when I go to pass you below the yellow but line. But you know how I get to the bottom line? I pass you on the. I pass you running the top. I run the like, top oh, all race. Don't go the, and then I try to go to the bottom. I try to go below the yellow line, and you just run me off the track. Don't go below the yellow line. Don't go below the yellow line. Got to play the ball where it lies. Got to follow the rules. So, uh, hey, we got a new look for the studio. You've, um, you've done a great job. Spent all day down here. I spent all day down here in this box of a studio. Kind of cleaning it up, sweeping it up, doing a little spring cleaning in January. I have never seen you work so hard. Yeah, well... I mean, I and everybody knows you and I are neighbors. I've asked you to help me move things in the past. It's always been like, no. Look. And you, I mean, you just blew my mind today with the amount of work that you did in here, and it looks totally amazing. Look, a wise man once told me, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> and I, uh, I tend to follow that throughout my day-to-day um, routines. And uh, But, yeah, the studio is looking really good. I kind of switched kind of moved the couch around so now um the nostalgia wall is is kind of right behind us we hung up a few new pictures gabe we hung up your your jimmy johnson seven mm-hmm. time um picture we um timothy had a uh kind of like a, a canvas made uh the picture i i was i don't know what i was doing in that i was like taking a video of myself but i was right behind the kyle car in charlotte or kyle's car in charlotte and uh it was really really cool picture it's on my instagram and then um, not in the shot of the studio, but over kind of, you know, in our lounging area, in our headquarters, I'll call it. Um, where we, uh, the creative juices start flowing on what we're going to do each show. Yeah, so this is just a big old creator space right here, even though it's just the two of us. But if anybody would like to help us out, we're taking applications. Well, Email Gabe's, me. Gabe's going to be coming in. I mean, Gabe may be our first ever in-studio guest. He, I think he is. Yeah. I think, he, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, we have the, um... For Christmas, I got the Kyle Busch 2019 Championship flag, the official flag of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, and uh, we kind of hung that up over near the TV and the couch and displayed that so I can look at that and remind myself who the best driver in the sport is and who I the real my, king is while I'm watching I'm uh, Kyle race on Sunday. They, yeah, they should have him at his hall. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get one by then. I gotta yeah, get something be... to hang up, Chase. Yeah. On that side. We don't really. We don't have any. Because you know what that side should be? Just the 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 now. We've got the wall that's kind of the further lead guests that we do yeah. and kind of kind of sentimental to further right. lead. We've got the nostalgia wall, which is the Petty, the Earnhardt, the Allisons, the Kowickies, and the, the pictures with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that can kind of be the current, you know, stuff we buy at tracks for our favorite driver right. wall. Right, which I'm kind of torn because... Um, well, you can get something Christopher Bell, and, and that, that can go up. Well, uh, yeah, is that, that is... Well, no, I was going to say, so I got a Haley Deegan. Uh, I was going to mention Toyota today, I, 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 you don't want to wear it, do you? It's you not that I don't want to. You want to hang it up on the wall. It's not here. that I don't want to. I was going to mention that today. No, I want to wear it because 20 years from now it would be vintage. You do or don't want to wear it? I, I do want to wear it. Right. But it's just board <laughs> to steal her away no i can't wear my toyota why don't you shirt. wear why don't you take two shirts down to daytona where when we're walking around you know outside you have that one on then when we go into the track you have another one on well i think i mentioned this last week but the vintage day the vintage dale earnhardt shirt is 
gonna be worn down at Daytona. I think that's a oh, that's right. That's um, a given. I need you that. You mentioned that in the last podcast. I Explain did. what that means. Oh, um, so a buddy of mine who sells vintage clothing DM me on Instagram, and he um, had acquired a couple of NASCAR vintage NASCAR T-shirts from like 1990. So they're real. They're the real deal. And uh, asked me if I would like to uh, to buy one. And um, there was this 19. 19- Ninety. Uh, it was when he ran the the, the gold. The gold uh, RS Pro Shops. Yeah. It was in the Winston. Yeah, and it was. says reeling in the wind. I feel like it was ninety seven or ninety eight. Yeah, I have to take a picture of it and uh, let you guys. I'm thinking it was ninety eight. It feels like it was ninety eight by looking at the car on the shirt. But anywho, so I got that vintage shirt. And it really cool to wear something from from ninety from the nineties. I mean, it's a real vintage shirt, and you can feel it when you put it on that it's like good quality and. They they just don't make the NASCAR merch like they used to. Now it's like made of like Gildan and like cheap T-shirts like that yeah. that you can print on and stuff. I mean, which yeah. is cool, but like the vintagey type sh- like old stuff. That I mean, that's the Wood Brothers shirt is just nostalgic, so vintage feeling. The, my it. question to you is: Are you gonna bring back the the Harry Gant shirt? I'm not wearing that again this year. What are you going to wear this year? I don't even know what, what vintage shirts you have this year. Well, I mean, I, I haven't really got... I mean, I You want the Tim Richmond one? <laughs> oh, there is that option. I um, got a Davey one. <laughs> yeah, you got the Davey one. Um, you know, I've got Bobby Allison, the Bobby Allison one. I've got a Jeff Gordon one from the Hall of Fame. Oh, I've yeah. Got, Wait, I don't think you've ever worn that one. Um, I've worn it on the podcast. I've got I've got the Harry Gant one. Yeah. Um, I've got the Wood Brothers one, which is my... That's my absolute favorite one, just yeah. because of how it feels. Um, but I don't know that I'm going to wear it. I don't know. I might, maybe, maybe I need to order one. Maybe I should order one before then. But maybe. I certainly want to. eBay's got a great selection. I, mean, I, know, I certainly want to get a new Chase shirt. I mean, I feel like, I, but I'm always torn about. I have the Chase long sleeve shirt too. Yeah. Um, which I actually like. It's very simple, um, because a lot of them are just splash, and of course that's as as you and I were talking twenty years from now, those are going to be the the vintage shirts. Right. So, right. so, but uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know which shirt I'm going to wear. Yeah, eBay might be your friend because I'm I'm on the lookout for like a vintage Jeff Gordon, like Rainbow Warrior t-shirt. I want to yeah, get one of those be, really, really bad. So definitely been uh, spinning. I'd, I'd like to have an Ernie Irvin one because I was a huge Ernie Irvin. Swerving Irvin. I was a huge Ernie Irvin Skittles fan. Ernie Irvin? Um, we talking no, Kodak no, This was Ernie Texaco. Uh, it was Ernie Irvin and then Dale Jarrett after that. Oh. So this was Texaco when he was in the 28 car. Oh, I feel like that... A, a, a Swerving Irvin Skittle shirt would be really cool. I'd wear a, I like that a, 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 a Kodiak. Is it Kodak or Kodak? Kodak. Kodak. Yeah. Uh, I'd wear one of those too when he was in the four car. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool shirt. And that would be that would be a new. One. I need to look online. Okay. I haven't looked online in a while. Well, I've definitely uh, spent my fair share of late nights scrolling through eBay. Yeah, I get I get I know. get notifications from eBay every day. It's Do like you? new seller well, price, new seller yeah, price. So. I will definitely. Uh, it seems like it takes longer to buy tonight. something on eBay than. Yeah, because you're buying from a direct store. seller and stuff. Uh, but there's those shirts. You know, we got the Richmond one. We got the yeah. some other ones from a uh, the Harry Gant one. And yeah, I need um, to flip through my closet. Bobby I feel like Allison I'm missing one. out on a couple. I know. I'm. I know about. And you've got your Kyle there. Bush um, kind of silky shirt. It's yeah. A team shirt. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. Um, anyways, moving on. I kind of want to update you guys on. Well, I, I've always been a a big fan of, you know, basketball and stuff, but. Together, our newfound obsession with NBA basketball. Yeah, and I was a huge basketball fan when I was a kid back when Michael Jordan played for the Chicago Bulls, and then I kind of just got out of it and, you know, basically spent all my time focusing on NASCAR. Um, but uh, you have turned me on 
to the Lakers. Yeah. So I'm a huge Lakers fan now. Yeah. Boom. So we're actually after this podcast, we're gonna go, I'm going to go home and shower, and then we're going to watch the Laker game because it come, the only knock about Laker games is they're on the West Coast and their games come on at 10:30. Right. Ah. Uh, but who's, who's the guy I like Dwight Howard? No, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get like his, Dwight I'm Howard. getting his jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's pretty cool. And uh, you know, I'm Anthony Davis, like him. I kind of like uh, Howard and Davis more than uh, LeBron. LeBron, what about Kuzma? Uh, Blonde hair? Yeah, I like I like him. Kuzma's yeah, he's good. grown on me actually. Yeah. He's had some phenomenal games. Yeah, last two games he's and, bought uh, out. The, the 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 white guy who wears the band the bandana. Uh, Caruso, the, uh, the headband. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a great shooter too. Yeah, for uh, for those of you who don't like basketball, we we apologize. Yeah, this you is can, our basketball segment. You can fa- you can fast forward through this segment, <laughs> but uh, for those of you who like basketball, know what we're talking about. Uh, hope you hope you guys have. Hey, a- the Lakers have not lost a game since I started watching. So N- not true. They lost on Christmas Day to the Clippers. We watched that game. LeBron got blocked the last. Uh, he got the last shot and got blocked by Pat Bev. Are you serious? Yeah, they lost Christmas Day. We were just talking about. Uh, we've not seen a game where the Lakers were. In they a haven't very lost close this battle. year. You said since Christmas Day. They lost on Christmas night? Yeah, to the Clippers. Yep. In a one-shot game? Um, I think one shot could have tied it, or I can't remember what the score was, but it was it came down to last really? possession, and LeBron got blocked. Wow. Yeah, so anyways, moving on. A little program update here. So surprise, surprise, uh, Timothy and I will be hitting the road next week as we, uh, man, we travel a lot. And uh, so we'll be traveling next week. So look for an episode a little bit later. Um Next week, maybe like Wednesday, Thursday, um, possibly. So just on the lookout for that. We've we've kind of gotten a routine on recording on Mondays and stuff, and we've stuck to that um, in the off season. So um, kind of look out for a later episode um, next and, uh, week. And a, a potential, uh, you know, another show where we've got another guest calling in potentially. Which yeah, a potential fan favorite guest coming on the show next week. So uh, we'll have to keep you guys updated on that but uh before we move on i want to give a quick shout out to uh to gabe for one gabe i know you're listening right now i don't know where you're listening you're either working he's going to be in his car and we're going to see in the car we're going to see a video of it or, gabe, or you're chilling do not text while driving <laughs> we don't want you to get killed before you're able to i don't want a video to, to upload to instagram of him videoing us on the radio while he's driving yeah. and then like the camera starts rolling over and over and over again oh man yeah that would that'd be pretty there bad. was a guy who like videoed himself going 100 miles an hour oh i don't even um, want to hear it and he I wrecked don't even while hear he was it. he was no he's like live streaming on facebook or something and he wrecked oh gosh it's so bad people but uh, anyways shout out to gabe um, for being our biggest supporter we love you dude can't wait to see you again and we've got the you, know, when you mentioned well. uh, the studio revamp We've done something different with the diecast right now. Yeah, so the diecasts are actually sitting on the uh, what do you call that? It's a fireplace. Yeah, yeah but the, the base of the, the base of the it's fireplace. Kind of above the it's yeah, like a foot and a half above the ground. And uh, the reason we've, and I'm glad you mentioned that. The reason we put them over there was because you know there's just more room for all our diecasts. We're we're dealing with the small with the small table right yeah, now. Yeah, the table's got to be up. Which uh, which I have um I have the throwback Winston cup. Uh, yearbooks displayed from I loved getting those right from I would get those Christmas every year yeah so favorite thing I got I got 96 97 93 94 98 and we got a Daytona the 1998 Daytona 500 um, manual right there along with some lug nuts we have scattered on there so uh yeah shout out to Gabe that's kind of what we got going on in the studio also want to give a quick shout out to the stock car spec guys uh you guys rock you guys are killing it on your show and uh 
Um, connected with one of the guys on Twitter this uh, this past week, and they're going to Martinsville, so I'm excited for them to come down to our neck of the woods, show them a good time. Told them we'd have to have them stay here. Where are they staying? They're camping, so oh, they're okay. camping at the track. So I told them they asked if we were camping too, and I told them that we only live about 35 minutes away, so we commute. But I told them that we're gonna grab some beverages and kick back by the by the campsite and oh, and, awesome. and hang out, and they're they're down for that. So that's that'd gonna be really be awesome. cool. And uh, potentially we're going to Chicagoland this year, so. They come down to our neck of the woods. We go to their neck of the woods. So, um, oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. they get like a whole bunch of campers at Chicago. Lane, yeah, don't they're, they? yeah, they're from that area. So, shout out to you guys. You guys are killing it. But uh, kind of just to get into some NASCAR nuggets now. Natalie Decker is set to announce her 2020 plans tomorrow on She's Tuesday. She's gonna be a boxer. She's gonna be a boxer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was her pretty. And, f- um, what's his name? Derek. No, what's his name? Uh, Logan you, Paul. Logan Paul. Her and Logan Paul are going to have a boxing <laughs> match. Logan Paul versus Natalie Decker. <laughs> I got my money on Natalie. Staples Center. Uh, no, it, no, no, not it. Staples Center couldn't hold all the people <laughs> wanted for that. They'd, they'd have to go to Madison Square Garden for uh, that. So, uh, yeah, Natalie's set to announce her plans tomorrow. Look out for that. Um, excited for her. What do you think it's gonna? What do you think she's doing? You know, I've I we've been going back and forth on this because I was thinking maybe it's going to be an Xfinity ride. I mean, I think she's uh, she's. You know, she's got all these new helmets, so she's got her helmets mm-hmm. for the year. So we know, um, you we know, know, she's doing some type like, racing. They look like racing helmets. They're not like motorcycle helmets or right. something. But Football helmets. <laughs> right. So, I, But I kind of believe that maybe she's going to do another season um, mm-hmm. with uh, DGR. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm... I'm excited with for it. financial support from Feather Lead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with uh, partial backing from Feather Lead. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. But uh, excited, excited to hear. Did you know a time? Did her mom give you time? Or she didn't. Uh, no, but just Tuesday. Um, I'm sure we, I'll see. We it on will her be Instagram. alerted uh, when. Uh, I will be down in the man cave. Made. I will be down in my office, <laughs> just glued to the internet, waiting <laughs> for Natalie's news to announce. And I'm still, you know, I, I need to, I need to contact her mom about the uh, the sheet metal. Still waiting on the sheet metal that yeah, uh, well. that I want to get. So I I'll, um, I'll send her a message this week. But another uh, news per Adam to put on that wall over there. Too. Yeah, man, that'd be nice. Um, per Adam Stern, NASCAR has been in advanced talks with Verizon over a deal that could include tracks getting 5G wireless technology. Talks center around sponsorship by Verizon in exchange for NASCAR buying Verizon tech and upgrade tracks capabilities. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it, number one. As a race fan, uh, Wi-Fi or, or you know uploading anything at a track sucks, yeah. right? I mean that. I mean I'm not. A, I've not had a pleasant experience. Right. Well, Daytona Deta- was Daytona. Okay. Daytona was was, was good, it? but they're, was. they're way advanced. But what I, my question is, if it's is this just for the garage? Uh, and also, no, if you uh, don't have if you don't have Ryzen, you you don't you you still lose. Yeah. Health, no. Like right? reading, I'm not sure, but I well, reading connected like. Verizon's wireless on your phone. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think this is good for the sports, good for the fans, um, because I think NASCAR has to, you know, come to terms with that no matter how many fans are in the stands, in some way, shape, or form, they're going to be on their phone at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to want to post their pictures to social I mean, media. Yeah, they're, they're they're gonna well, wa- NASCAR wants them to do that now, right, too, because it's, right. just, it's, it's free just exposure, publicity. yeah. Um, we're all walking billboards for NASCAR, but... Um, so, I think that's great. You know, Twitter seems to have – it's been pretty big on Twitter today, and uh, everybody seems to uh, be happy about that. So, you know, if that if that deal gets pulled together, I think that will be pretty big for NASCAR My question, forward. though, is like, like, you know, 10 years from now, it's going to be like 20G. 
But you can only it can only be so fast when you're yeah. typing it on your phone. I mean, my yeah. gosh. I mean, unless it's going to start knowing what you're trying to type and immediately pull it up. I mean, it it can only go iPhones so fast. Know. We'll, we'll be talking about, like, skincare products, and then I'll get on Instagram, and then I'll see an ad for skincare products. Talking about it, or you are on a website where you are searching skincare products. I don't know, man. Because if you're on a website and you're searching skincare products, what they have is they have this thing called a Facebook pixel. So they pull that data? Uh, or uh, Instagram and all that. So they pull that data from your IP address. So when you log on to Instagram, it knows that you were just on that website and mm. it knows to show you that ad. So they're trying to sell. Yeah. Sell, sell, so sell, sell, sell. that happens all the time. That's pretty interesting right there. Wow. Well, so that's pretty interesting. But anyways, in other news, Ross Chastain is set to start the Daytona 500. Notice I said start because I'm not sure the man will finish. Uh, start the Daytona 500. I'm looking forward to this. And the Coke 600 for Spire Motorsport, the number 77, with uh, with partnership from Chip Ganassi Racing. So that's important to to throw in well, there. Well, I think I think he's going to have a car that 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 anybody could drive up through the field with that with, partnership with Advent Health as the uh, as the sponsors. So he he might need some health care by the time the race is over. Well, it just gets a little bit too wild. And this is not the time for uh, Ross Chastain to knock both of our drivers out of the Daytona 500. Yeah. Well, he was in the 500 last year. What? So he was in the 500 last year. No bonehead moves. He tends, when he's in the Cup Series. Yeah, but he wasn't in a car that potentially could was more competitive. Yeah, but from knowing him in the Cup Series, he tends to lay back more in the Cup oh, Series. Than, than he does in truck and Xfinity. You kind of get up there and you get near the front and then you want – I mean, you saw that. You might not have seen it was a truck series. I mean, he did some crazy blocking and got himself wrecked. Talladega. Yeah, I, I watched that Man. race. Uh, but he's not that type driver in the Cup Series. Or he has – he's been very respectful in the Cup Series. So, um, so yeah. With, with but them, I, I, um, just to, to put a button on that, we've, we've talked about the whole Jimmy Johnson thing. I think – Kyle Larson goes to Hendrick. Ross Chastain replaces Larson in the 42 after this year. I think that's what everybody's what everybody's assuming, what everybody's thinking is going to happen. I mean, it's a fair assumption to make. Um, I think uh, with his ties to Chip Ganassi, and he seems like a Ganassi. He seems like a driver that Chip would uh, would really gravitate towards. Excuse me. Um, so no shocker there if that happens. Uh, but moving on, I want to talk about some uh, KBM alum. So um, we mentioned Ward Burton being on the show. He's kin to Harrison Burton. Harrison right. moving on to uh, Joe Gibbs Racing to drive the 20. And uh, driver of the four truck last year, Todd Gillen, is uh, set to drive full-time for Front Row Motorsports starting a truck team yeah. with the alliance from DJR Crosley. Uh, the number is going to be number 38 with crew chief John Leonard, who had RCR ties and Levine ties. Wow. Yeah. And I could see them doing a part-time truck, too, and David Reagan running some truck races. Um. Yeah, I could see that. David Reagan's running the 500 this year. He did announce that. I yeah, forgot to put that in the notes. What, but Rick uh, Racing? Yeah, with Rick Ware. I forgot to put that in the notes, but uh, Reagan is going to run the 500. Um, Todd Gillen, full-time in truck. I think that's kind of where everybody expected him to be. They just didn't know what team. They knew I mean, it wasn't going to be with Kyle Busch. I, I thought it was going to go to his dad's team. You would assume that. So um, that kind of tells me. What that tells me is Natalie Decker's going to stay at DGR. That's what potentially, that tells me. Potentially. Potentially. Putting um, the pieces together behind the scenes. <laughs> baby, we'll know everything in the next podcast. Baby, but this kind of win-win, I think. I think it's win for Todd to get out of KBM. I think it's win for um, the sport, too, with front row expanding and starting a truck team. You know what's a win for Todd? If he outruns that KBM. KBM truck he was in. That's a big win for him. That's a big sin right there. So we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to see about that. 
But uh, Eric Jones is going to test the next-gen car at Homestead Miami this Wednesday and Thursday. But this is the catch. The test has not been open to the public, but the test is open to the public if you have already purchased your tickets to the race in March. General, oh, excuse me, that was the next notes I kind of ran on. But um, So, yeah, if you've purchased a ticket to the Homestead race in March, then it is open to you to come view so, on Wednesday uh, and Thursday. I mean, I'm going to have to purchase tickets, and we're going to have to go down there this Wednesday and see uh, see the test. <sighs> we're going to have to catch a flight tomorrow and, and see Eric Jones test the new next-gen car. I'm just not a big – somebody that's going to enjoy going to a test session with only one car on the track. I'm sorry. Just not – that's not something that's going to yeah. do it for me. I mean, can you really see yourself sitting in the stands for hours – Watching him go out there, run 10 laps, go back in, run another 10 laps. Well, the fact that it's a next-gen car would be kind of cool to see in person. But um, I'm optimistic as to how many fans show up. And it's on a Wednesday and Thursday. I mean, people were. I mean, somebody's going to show up. Yeah, you, I mean, it's gonna people are going to be there. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're not packing the grandstands <laughs> on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. But uh, it's going to be cool to see a Toyota driver finally get to test the car. Obviously, uh, Austin Dillon and Joey Logano have been the two testees for the uh, the next-gen car. So getting Eric Jones in there. Be pretty cool. I bet he's gonna, <laughs> I bet he's gonna have a lot to come back and bring to the table and a bunch of knowledge to come back with. Yeah. Um. It, and I want to note that RCR has built this car, so this is an RCR built car. Um. So yeah, you looking forward to that? What the test? Yeah. Uh, I'm again. No, I mean I, I've said this. The I wonder last if the car is gonna look. I just think this is. I mean they're probably gonna put another little design on it like they've done before. That's what I was gonna, gonna say. Add I, what it really looks I, like. I wonder if. It's going to look the same as it was in I mean, Phoenix because it looked pretty sporty in Phoenix. At Richmond, it looked like it was kind of like it was a zebra. Made your head hurt. Yeah, um, it gave you like a headache looking at it. I mean, it. I just, again, this is, I want to see, I want to see like 10 of these things on the track. Let's, yeah. let's do some testing with that. I mean, one car going around, that's where it gets really boring. I mean, you hear the arguments of these cars just go around in circles. It's yeah. one thing when it's 43 of them, but it is a car just going around in a circle. I want to see one of them. I want to see Daytona preseason Thunder back you remember that uh yeah preseason testing at daytona robert yates racing used to always like be the top car with their yates engines what are you shaking your head about oh i mean what they they from from what i know they always showed up to the test and was like bad fast but like they showed up to the 500 and okay, people Jared were right there two daytona 500s for robert yates racing okay but here's how thunder went a team okay. showed up okay a team showed up and they were above the margin and then Teams were like, oh, okay, and then everybody showed up for speed weeks, and everybody was equal. Do you know what I wish? What they would bring back? They used to do it in Greens or Winston Salem. Fake news. Winston. They would have what was it called? <laughs> <laughs> you look like a, you look like someone who would enjoy fake news. I don't like fake Newtons, but it, I can't remember what it's called now. But every year in like January, they'd have all the drivers in the Civic Center. The Greensboro or the Winston Salem Greensboro Coliseum, Greensboro Coliseum, and you would go in a section, whatever section you wanted to get the driver autograph of. Oh, that's cool! And you'd go down and yeah. you go through the line, and you and you, if you had time, cool. you'd go to another section, and then in the other hall, they'd have all the paint schemes for the upcoming year. They'd have every car from the upcoming speaking year. Speaking of that called, speaking of the Winston, I think one piece that would complete this studio, and if we got this piece and we never got a. Another NASCAR memorabilia piece again. I think I could live with myself is the '87 Winston poster. I have that. I mean, I had that at my grandfather's. You talking about the one with Tim Richmond? Yeah, Jimmy Johnson just got it this I past know. week. I had one that was actually um, like it was the, a poster, and it was on this wood, and then this yeah. um, clear stuff was painted over it. I got it from Canada's Hobby Shop. And really? Yeah. 
I got that one. I got the 1992 one from Candidates Hobby Shop, and apparently they got messed up in like a flood or something. <sighs> um, but no, we got it. Yeah, I got to get that. You know, what, just for kicks and gills, I'm gonna look on eBay right now just no, to no, see. No, no, it. My grandfather may have it rolled up somewhere. A, yeah, but isn't it damaged? No, but I'm talking about this one's a hard one that you would hang on the wall. You may have. Uh, I want a hard po- one. You may have another. Like, you may like, have a one poster. Like, one like almost frame. like the. I mean, we could get it. We could have it framed. That's how. That's how Jimmy's came. It's what like was framed it? I mean, yeah, everything. that would be awesome. Yeah. So 1987, the Winston. I doubt it's on eBay. Uh, it is, but it's going for three hundred dollars. Oh, that's it. It's that's it. That's that's hard. See how yep. that is. Uh, yeah. That's ex- that's the one that I had. I get the pun there. It's, it's hard. <laughs> punny, Martin. Punny. That is the one that I had. That's probably they probably lied to me. That's probably my grandfather selling it right now. Poor Neil Bonnet. He never saw it coming. No pun intended uh, with that as well. That's hilarious. Three hundred dollars, man. man I, I got that, that for probably. Forty to sixty bucks at Canada's. God, now it's going for three hundred. Man, three twenty-five. I mean, yeah, you're not. It's funny because people are putting in parentheses uncensored. Oh, geez. So, uh, yeah, if you wow. don't know what we're talking about, Google 1987 yeah. Winston post. Yeah, Google uh, the 1987 Winston. Tim Richmond. Oh man, that that's funny right there. But uh, General Tire has uh, signed a deal with NASCAR to be the official tire of the ARCA National and ARCA East and West Series through 2024. It's important to note that Goodyear's um, contract with NASCAR is going through 2022, so no general tire is not taking over NASCAR at the Cup Series in 2020 or 2021. Goodyear is still here to stay until 2022. And maybe longer. But uh, general tire is uh, signed on for ARCA. I think they they did the – that was the – I can't believe I don't I don't know if if uh, Hoosier did the tire last year for ARCA, but I know um, General Tire was the official tire of K and N. So I guess this is just this is this isn't really news to me. I didn't know that there was like a like a tire war going on. Was oh, there? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't, not I don't, aware of that. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I don't... there was. If, if the hey, if you know if there was a tire war going on and uh, I didn't know about it, tweet me. I'll be down here um, all day. This is not my full time job. Okay, thanks. So. um... Yeah, so tires signed through 2024. Wow. So they're here to stay. General Tire's here to stay at least. It's kind of surprising. I mean, I I mean, when I think of tires, I think of Firestone. I think of Goodyear. I really think of General. They're a commercial like the General, the General, or is that something different? Oh, no, yeah, I know. General Insurance or? Is that what it is? Call the General today or something. Yeah, but what insurance? Is that insurance? Yeah, it's insurance. Oh, is it? Uh, I think you're right. Wait, I think I know the little jingle. (laughs) <laughs> go to the general and save some time yep that's it what is that that is Dang. that's it that's not tires though all right well we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come right back with our guest and uh Lord burton Lord. calling in on the podcast joining the gang reunited, reunited and it feels so good so we'll have him uh we'll have him on shortly after this break and then we'll kind of wrap up the episode and uh move on from there so crash trouble Tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online? Do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read? Well, download Flipboard today. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself, staying informed, and getting involved. Go to the App Store, type in Flipboard, and you can download it for free. And welcome back to Father Lead, Timothy Martin along with Connor Bunn. 
huge episode for us. This is kind of a, a stroll down memory lane for me because we have the 2002 Daytona 500 champion, Ward Burton, on the line. Ward, thanks for joining us. I'm glad to be here with you all night, guys. Now, for those listening, Ward and I, we did a show back in 2001 at the Martinsville Speedway. I had Ward up on top of his hauler for about an hour answering questions from a high schooler. Do you remember any of that? I remember it very clearly, but when I saw you last year or, yeah, last year at Martinsville, you had grown so much, I sure didn't recognize you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, because I, I did them, it's like 18, 19 years ago, which is so hard to believe. Well, you obviously followed uh, right down the path that you enjoyed and wanted to do, so that's great. Good for you. Well, thank you. Um, speaking of uh, maybe hard to believe, as, as a dad, you had a big weekend. Tell us uh, tell us what happened this weekend, a uh, big wedding in the, the Burton family. Is that right? Yeah, man. We uh, went and celebrated uh, my son Jeb and his uh, beautiful wife, Brandy's uh wedding this weekend at the homestead so had a lot of friends and family and they're off uh in barbados right now for a couple of days so um everything went all perfect wow that's that's nice now uh, when i talked to you this morning on the phone you were still trying to recover from that have you have you have you are you feeling any better Oh, I was good. I just, uh, we, uh, of course, celebrated two, two days or two <laughs> nights, rather. And uh, not used to doing two nights in a row, that's for certain. But um, got out of the office and went to one of my foundation properties. We must have had strong wind while I was gone, so I had to cut up three trees and use my LS tractor to get them uh, out the road situated. So, uh, Whatever I had left in me, I sweat it right out. That's oh man, good. yeah, I guess that's I guess that's one way to do it. You mentioned the foundation. Obviously, um, when you retired from from NASCAR, you didn't really, you know, quote unquote, retire. You're not sitting at home in the recliner. You are doing a lot of different projects and a lot of different work. Tell us about this Wildlife Foundation. What is that all about? Well, I set it up in '96 while I was racing, so um, you know, was a thankful have some uh the means to uh to create the foundation uh, economically and the sport was real popular at the time and uh golly it's been i think in 23 years now it's grown a lot kind of got its uh own identity it's like one of my children and you know we do a lot of different things we've got uh youth outreach we reached uh over 100 schools last year with uh, educator Mike Roberts going to third, fourth, fifth graders. Um, we run two military bases, one in Virginia, one in Pennsylvania, on a federal program called ACUB, stands for Army Compatible Use Buffer. And that's literally putting buffers using conservation easements and deed restrictions for landowners around the military bases to limit encroachment. So from there, uh, we own uh, about 8,300 acres, the foundation does, and that's a lot of forest management and, uh, you know, creating wetlands, making uh, good diversity for wildlife habitat for all wildlife. So, 
Yeah, we've got it going on, so it keeps us quite busy. Man, and, and anybody that um, anybody that that follows you, or if you don't follow the Ward Burton Wildlife Foundation on on Instagram, uh, I mean, you, you're obviously posting photos all the time of the work you're doing, and, it, and it's it's truly amazing. Well, it's a passion of love, and uh, lucky to have had the means to try to create something and support others. They're trying to do the same thing and make a difference for our natural resources. That's, that's the sole purpose and uh, give back to the next generation. We'll march on uh, as long as I'm on this earth, and uh, hopefully we'll have it so it's sustainable once I'm gone. So we're 13 days into the new year. I know the NASCAR season's starting to roll around. Um, but tell us a little bit about your plans for the, um, for the year going forward. Well, you know, uh, Jeb has pursued his dream of being a full-time NASCAR driver for years now. He's a great, talented young man, and uh, he treats everybody the way he wants to be treated. Uh, he works really hard for his partners. So, you know, this year he's got 11 races with uh, GMO Sports, and that's uh, main sponsors, LS Tractor. We're so happy to have on board again. State water heaters, same with them. Uh, Alto uh, linen bedding, they've been a great partner. Ultimate hitters is another one, and uh, they've got quite a few good partners, but just just don't have quite enough funding to get it forward. Time. So we're actually working right now for uh, 2021. Gotcha. So we've. Uh... You know, you're you're kind of a the whole Burton family is kind of a legend around South Boston area. Um, what, is there any chance us, along with other fans, will see you at South Boston this year? Jeff uh, owns a car with HC Sellers, and they he rents out uh, together. They rent out their late model car. The uh, young gentleman from uh, Virginia Beach. He's been doing a great job and. Uh, so you refer, are you talking about a, a Daniel Silvestri? Yes, yes. Yeah, we've had Daniel on the podcast quite a few times. He's we've been, we've been uh, it's been fun watching him progress. Yeah, he's a good little driver. Just needs a little seat time. Jeff coaches him along, and HC does a really good job too. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll get some wins this year. I think they're running uh, fourteen races. I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Well, one thing I like to do is kind of get into the minds of athletes or drivers who have stepped up in, in big-time races or big-time moments in the game and have come through in clutch performances. And one thing that I really wanted to note to ask you tonight is if you could take me through that last lap of the 2002 Daytona 500, uh, more specifically when you were coming off turn four to grab the checkered flag, what was going through your mind that last lap? Man, you know, when you're in a car and, you know, your family's in there with you, obviously, all of your teammates, your sponsors, car owner, I mean, it's a lot of people that made that happen. You know, the, the driver is obviously one part of it, but, uh, you know, you're just, you're just overjoyed for everyone. Uh, you know, we were kind of always on the dog. We did not have the kind of support that the Hendricks and the Penske's and all had, but we did good for what we had. 
but I, I certainly remember the ones I should have won a lot more than the ones I did. <laughs> Understandably so. Understandably so. Where so where do you uh, where do you keep the the trophy now from the Daytona 500? It's in my basement, actually. Uh, let's see, in 2004, I went to British Columbia on excursion, outdoor excursion, for about two weeks. And when I got home, my wife had got somebody to help her, an interior decorator, somebody to put all the stuff on the wall and make stools. So when you walk in my basement, it's like a, I mean, it's everything from a whole side of a car to trophies below it from pictures with uh, other famous athletes like Muhammad Ali that we met at uh, Michigan. Mm. So she just she got that stuff all over the place. Well, I had it. I didn't have the trophies in stores, but I had most of everything else in stores. So, yep, it's sitting in my basement. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty neat. Nice thing. That nice thing. Nice thing to do. Uh, talk about um, you know proudest moment in racing. Now that you're you have a son that races, I mean, I can imagine maybe that kind of that kind of you know, is maybe more, you know, you're more excited about that than maybe you were when you were racing. What What is some of your proudest moments? Seeing Jeff just progress as a driver, uh, certainly, you know, like this past year, he uh, he had a shot at winning uh, the Indianapolis race in the junior motorsports. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Oh, yeah, and had, uh, obviously, State Water Heaters was the main sponsor. And, you know, just didn't get the right drafting help. But uh, finished fourth. And, I, you know, it's a lot different as a dad uh, watching somebody that is doing something that's very competitive and, um, you know, somewhat economically driven. And with all the trial and tribulations we've been through with, sponsors uh with jeb to see him get a taste of success I, you know that that's really uh i would say my fondness well you know look i've got a bunch of fond memories and remember every single guy that was ever working on a team from the car owners and all have a lot of people to be thankful that helped uh me in my career but you know that sport has changed a lot so it's it's been uh, it's been so emotional uh, where we've had sponsors when we thought we had a full season here or there, and then that you know they something had happened uh, internally with the sponsor and then not there to be there. So it's been a it's been an emotional roller coaster for him, and of course I've been right there in the middle with him. Right, and and. So, and, and... I mean, I, there, there's no question that he can drive, and I'm so excited for him this year to have that many races with Junior Motorsports. We had a chance to interview um, Jeb at South Boston, and he's certainly, certainly a class act. And I think it's so cool. I don't know how – I mean, this has got to be rare in the sport because state water heaters sponsored you when you drove in the Cup Series, and, and, and you know, it sponsors him in some races. I don't, I don't know of many sponsors that have sponsored a father and a son in, in racing. Yeah, that's true, Timothy, you know. They've been with us, uh, well, I'd have to go back. I'm thinking from 07 to now. In one way or the other, where we were doing, you know, might not have been on the racetrack, but doing different activities for the customers. They're a really good company and really care about their 
customers and uh, and a pleasure to have a relationship with them that long. Absolutely. So as we approach the new season coming up, obviously we're in a new decade for racing. What direction do you see NASCAR heading in to as we kind of shift gears um, into this new decade? I'm sorry, uh, I, I couldn't understand you. Oh, you're good. Um, so I, what I asked was, uh, as we go into a new decade of racing, what direction do you kind of see the sport of NASCAR going into? Well, the sport is uh, still very popular. I think the biggest thing, you know, from the side where I look at it, on the competitive side, they just got to get aggressive and get the cost down for the cars. You know, what What? What has happened, just like the cell phone that I'm talking to y'all now on, versus when we first had a cell phone, it was a bag phone. I didn't have one at all. So, you know, technology has found the sport. And there's a couple of teams that have the resources to spend a, a lots of money. And I mean, I don't even want to say the numbers, but... So if they have the means, you know, you're going to spend it on better technology, and which which equates to parts, pieces, and and good engineering staff. And in some ways, I don't think the racing is any better. It's just drove the cost up. Well, so I, I really feel like the sanctioning body has got to get aggressive, so that it's not so hard on the team to have the financial means to be competitive. Uh, and I think that's – and that I would also allow probably more um, – because I know, you know, you were talking to us when we were at Martinsville. Back in the – back in, you know, when you were racing, there were, you know, dozens of car owners. Now that number has, has drastically shrunk, and obviously bringing the cost down could potentially allow more car owners to come into the sport to, to, to even bring more, some, more competitive teams, teams to the table. Yes, sir. I mean, it, it would be nice to have, you know, 25, 30 cars that can be competitive. And right now it's being driven by the big four. And really there's one main car owner in the cup of extending, and everybody's trying to keep up with him. And it's it's just it's just tough. So I, I, I think NASCAR knows there's an issue. But they're never very fast to react, and I, I think we're I think we're at the point now they have to react for the health of the sport. And there's a there's a number of things you can do from motors. Uh, they are starting to work on the bodies some, but there's a number of things you can do to cut the cost down, and, and the racing would still be just as good. Yeah, and it could, you know, maybe that's something that maybe that's uh, something to look to in what twenty twenty one when they bring out that new car, yeah. um, because I know there's been you know a lot of speculation about cost saving measures and and you know eliminating this and that. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of race fans, certainly a lot of the older race fans, certainly hear hear what you're saying, Ward, for sure. Well, and look, when I was racing, even even the bigger teams, we all ran the same parts and pieces. We bought them off the shelves, or we bought the chassis from two or three uh, chassis manufacturers. Now, now they're manufacturing just about everything except the tack, the rotors, the brake pads, and things like that in-house. 
So if you've got engineers in-house making parts and pieces, and and we've just got a garage down the road like it used to be, and we got a few people know what they're doing and a driver that can wheel a car, hell, you could be competitive. But now you wouldn't even make the race. Right. That's, that's true. And so they... I don't know if they'll ever get back to the grassroots at that point, but damn sure need to get closer to it anyway. So that kind of leads me to my next question. We're talking about money and and uh, funding and all that. In the era where young drivers, um, where we have a lot of young drivers, we have a big pool of young drivers, and there's just not enough rides out there or not enough funding out there, I think your son is a great example of that. Kind of tell us who gave you your first big break in racing and what did it take to get that big break into the big leagues? Well, two things. Uh, Humphrey Wheeler started a class called the Sportsman Class at Charlotte. And that was, uh, I think, 89. And what what someone like me could do was to go find someone that had a an old bush car that was no longer legal to run and put our late model motors in it and go to Charlotte. And, um, you know, so that was, that was my first big break. And then that, you know, that class got dissolved because there were some people that they were, they were just people wanting to race, but they didn't have any race background and had, uh, two fatalities basically back to back. And then the, then the other Ed Free in Pennsylvania found me a bush car and it was his old car but to me it was uh it was the grandest thing i'd ever seen he loaned it to me took our late model stock guys the glass brothers uh built a few others went to martinville won the heat race and finished 12th in a feature and actually would have finished better than that had we particularly me as a driver known i needed to be that much more tighter doing practice with the bias ply tires but you know that's that's exactly what I'm talking about is you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You would not make the race because of technology. Right. Neither the, neither the driver nor the crew would have a, you know, the, the driver wouldn't be able to make up the difference and the crew would be able to have the, the tools to be able to set these cars up like this now. But I had a lot of, a lot of breaks. I mean, my dad obviously don't want to not mention him because he helped me on the onset uh, not like he did Jeff but you know he always was trying to find ways he could help me and then A.G. Dillard was uh, quite a southern gentleman he uh, he gave me a break of driving the Gwaltney 27 car and that, that was when I was that was the first I ever drove for a living and didn't have to work construction during the day so him and his family uh, really really gave me my first big break to drive full-time. You mentioned Jeff. Do you ever remind him who's got the Daytona 500 trophy and who doesn't? Well, he was at the wedding and his family this weekend, but no, we don't we don't <laughs> talk much about uh, racing way around each other most of the time, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Ward, Ward uh, one one thing I want to mention before we let you go, you know, there's like a viral video of you out there. Um, you know, on it's like a radio show you did like a long time ago. You were trying to say something called, I think it was Cat Skid Steer. Do you remember that? 
cat scared Steel Loader. Hell, I can say it now as many times as I've heard, <laughs> heard them making fun of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can remember riding in the truck one day with my son, Jeff. He was probably six or seven, and it came out, we both laughed. And he said, he looked at me real serious and said, Dad, do you think they're making fun of you or laughing with you? And I said, Jeff, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, you got it out on the first try right here, so that was pretty good. Well, you know, back, back to, look, John Boy and Billy aired that thing because really I was just doing a, I was just doing a commercial for Cat, but, uh, in today's time, if somebody did that and they aired what I aired, you'd probably get in some deep trouble. <laughs> yeah, you would. Well, uh, I'd be remiss if I did not, and my mother would kill me if I didn't say that she said to tell you hello. She's probably one of your biggest fans. I know you've met her yeah. quite a few times over the years. We were at that 2002 oh, yeah. Daytona 500, and she about blew the eardrums out of everybody when you came out of turn four and took the checkered flag. So she certainly yeah, says hello. Cool. You've got, a, you've got a great mom there. All right. Well, Ward, listen, uh, I appreciate uh, catching up with you. It's been, what, 19 years, and it was great to see you at Martinsville in the fall, too, and hopefully we will see you at a track this season. Sounds good, Timothy. Y'all uh, take care and hope y'all have the rest of the week. Thanks, Ward, and best of luck to, to Jeb this year. We're certainly going to be watching him and hope to have him on the podcast again, again this season. Sounds good. I know he'll do it. Thanks, Ward. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, that was a that was a good interview. That was I, awesome. I love Ward, man. Awesome. It's been gosh, it's hard to believe nineteen years, eighteen, nineteen years since since he and I, um, you know, spent so much time together at Martinsville, and then you got to meet him, and we saw him uh, in the fall. And, yeah, man, I can't believe he got cat skid steer out first time. I didn't realize he'd heard that about a million times. Yeah, <laughs> well, when something goes viral that that much, you you think you it would get uh, back to him. But you man. know, I think he, I think he's been practicing for, for the lead. I think I he, think so. I think he he I think he stood maybe in the bathroom mirror and just kept yeah. saying it over and over and over again today. Yeah, we had a briefing call. Or you had a briefing call with them this morning, kind of going over what right. we would we would talk about. Maybe he just you know kind of knew in the back of his mind that. We're going to bring that up. Um, I'm so excited to see Jeb this year and, and his opportunity yeah. in junior motorsports yeah. Yeah, because I think he has a huge opportunity uh, to – I know that Ward talked about them trying to get and secure more funding, and I think with the equipment that Junior has – and, I mean, the results he got last year in the short time that he almost won the Indy race. Yeah, he was this, competitive every yeah, race he was in. This could certainly be a huge, huge year for him. It could but, be. Uh, I mean – Thinking back to last year, you know, right before Daytona, we left for Daytona a few weeks before that. We had Liz Allison on the podcast. This year, 2002 Daytona 500 champion Ward calls Burton. on the podcast. So, podcast getting uh, starting off with a bang in 2020. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, this is, uh, I think, that, is, this, is this it? Is this is this all we got for him tonight? This is it. That was, that, that's a conclusion of season two, episode two. Uh, it was a great show. It was, it was a really great uh, it was show. another great show. And I want to thank you. Um, because you you put this whole thing together. You you spent hours in here today working on this studio. And uh, yeah. I know we talked about it earlier in the show, but I mean uh, it's great. You did a great job. Appreciate it. Thank you. Back yeah. to work. <laughs> <laughs> right back to work after this. You'll be buffering the floors here tonight. Yeah, I'll be waxing them with my tongue. So, but uh, anyways, that's gonna do it. Another episode of For the Lead. With a season two, episode two, right? Yeah, I got a got a cool little ring to it. There we go. All there right. we go. So, crash. Trouble. <laughs>